Hey, beautiful lady. Are you a Christian woman struggling with stress, overwhelm, panic, anxiety, panic or anxiety attacks, trauma and the triggers? Maybe you even have PTSD. All of these things are known as bad stress. They are stress responses in your brain and your body, specifically your nervous system, that are causing you to feel this symptom, this collection of symptoms, this overwhelm, panic, anxiety, trauma, where you feel helpless and hopeless and you're sweaty and hyperventilating and you can't focus and you don't know how to get out of it. Today, we're going to talk about the two stages of bad stress and where your struggles lie in those two stages on that stress spectrum. And we're going to talk about the resources that can start to get you the help you need to get out of them because you are an incredible, beautiful woman who was created by God to live and thrive in the state of peace in your mind and body. Welcome to the Stress Release for Christian Women podcast. My name is Laura, and I am a mental health practitioner, a Christian woman, and a survivor of mental health dysfunctions and disorders on all ends of the stress spectrum. In this podcast, we are going to be talking about stress and mental health from God's perspective, what mental health resources help to turn it all off and how you can find peace in your mind and body, no matter what storm is raging around you. We are going to be talking about some heavier topics that are not suitable for kids. So if you've got kiddos with you, grab some headphones or save this podcast for later and know that this information is simply here for educational purposes only, not to replace any advice from a trained mental or physical healthcare professional. If you do need resources for that, you can check out my website, which is linked in the show notes below. So settle in, take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, and let's learn, grow, and find peace in your mind and body together. Hey, beautiful lady, welcome to today's episode, talking all about the bad stress that you might be suffering with in your life. So right now we are in a series called What is Stress Really? And we're talking all about the science of stress from God's perspective, because I want to help you understand what's actually happening in your brain and body when you're not okay. You know, one of the hard parts about mental health is that the organ in your body that is struggling and having hangups and glitches and brokenness, if you will, is the exact same thing responsible for you understanding that you're still okay. You know, your brain is responsible for helping you point your heart to Jesus and remind yourself that you're fine. And your brain is controlling all the anatomy inside of you and the stress responses in your body. And so the exact part of your brain that is supposed to be helping you is now hurting. And when you don't understand that, it's like this double whammy where you feel like 
I'm broken and now I can't even understand why because the thing that's supposed to help me understand why is broken. Ugh. You know, sometimes a leg break just feels a little bit easier because at least I can perceive that this is temporary. But when my brain is lost in this state of stress, in this bad stress, I'm just in it and I don't see a way out. And so one of the first steps to getting help mentally and emotionally is awareness, is understanding what the problem is, why it's there, and then you can pick the right help to remove it from your life and kick the devil out so that you can just rest with God in the ways he's asked you to and wants you to. So today we're going to go into the second part of the stress spectrum that we have been talking about in the intro and in the episode on good stress. Good stress is the left end of this spectrum where there are four stages of stress good stress, having absolutely no stress called rest and digest, where you're totally resting, restoring, and actually digesting food properly. And then low stress, which does not have a technical name, but I have named movement and exercise. And it's basically the state where you are living and thriving as an active human and child of God, where you are up worshiping him and serving him and just moving your body not laying down and resting. And those two states are good. That's where God designed you to live and thrive. And then we have these two states on the right end of the spectrum known as bad stress. And it is easy once we start talking about these to understand why they are bad. Oh my gosh, I hate living here. I am with you and not enjoying it. But I also want to talk today about why God created you this way. Because there is a very specific divine reason for having a brain and body that react the way they do in and through these states of bad stress that actually keep you alive in this world. So bad stress is also called survival mode. And if you've dived into any ounce of mental health, you've probably heard that term and might know a little bit about it. Survival mode is when your brain and body are in a state of survival to keep you alive. And we're going to talk about more of the specifics and we'll get into deeper versions of that in later episodes in this series. But we're going to start by talking about some of the specifics of survival mode and why your brain is doing this. And it's going to help bring a little bit of softness, I think, to help you understand it's not all bad. You know, we call it the bad stress, but this is bad when you live here all the time. It's good when it happens only when necessary. And so we're going to kind of delineate when these states are from God and when they're from Satan. And that is going to build this framework to help you find the right mental health resources for you. Because not all mental health struggles are the same and they don't all need the same techniques. And what technique you need at what time, it really depends on what the struggle is. So I hope this brings some awareness in to just help you feel less broken and more empowered, like you're taking steps in the right direction to actually get the help you need. And then simultaneously to also just bring some awareness into what Satan's doing so that you can get the right help to turn him off because that is what you deserve in this life. So going into bad stress, we have two types. 
we are going to cross this threshold on the stress spectrum from low stress into what we call moderate stress. And this also does not have a technical name in the mental health world, but I have deemed it called hypervigilance. Moderate stress is when you start to dip a little bit into survival mode and you're just starting to say, something might be not good. Something might not be right. Something might not be as it should be, whether it's a fear of something physically dangerous, mentally and emotionally harming, spiritual danger, right? Is there something demonic going on here? So moderate stress is that hypervigilance that puts you on edge, gets you on guard. I like to think of this like, When a dog hears something and they perk up, all of a sudden they sit straight up. I mean, they could be sound asleep and it's like they raise the dead with a noise that you didn't even hear and their ears perk up and their eyes get wide and they are stiff as a board with their chest up and their neck high because it's like they just want to hear, you know, it's like 101 Dalmatians. I want to hear that dog bark from way far away, that call. They are just like, what is that noise? This is that moderate stress, that hypervigilance where you're suddenly just like on edge going, what was that? You maybe as you travel, you stay in a hotel or an Airbnb and you get into some of these Airbnbs that are old homes and there's a weird creak. Oh my gosh, I live in moderate stress. It's just this like, what was that? I I don't like that. I don't know. So moderate stress is when you start to become aware Like it's not conscious awareness. Your brain, your survival brain is becoming aware that the world around you might have something dangerous and it's going to perk you up into paying attention to that. Now, this part of your brain responsible for these states, no stress, low stress, moderate stress, and high stress is autonomic, meaning automatic. This part of your brain is not in your control. So I want you to know that for a couple of reasons. One, it's doing this in the background, even if you don't know it. And so you don't need to be responsible for it. It's going to do it for you. And number two, I want you to know this when we get into how Satan is glitching your brain and messing with you. I want you to understand this is out of your control. You're not choosing this. It's not your fault. So the brain is going to put you in this state to protect you against potential danger in the outside world, thus called survival mode. This is kind of the ramping up to beginning stages of survival mode and it's automatic. So God designed you this way to really protect you from danger without you having to even do the work, which is such a beautiful gift from him. And when you go into moderate stress, you are going to feel kind of this hyper awareness to the world around you. Your brain is going to tune into your sensory organs, your eyes, your ears, your nose, your mouth, and your skin. So your sight, smell, sound, taste, and touch or feel, you're going to become very hyper aware of that. And maybe it's just one thing. Maybe it's just a noise. But you're going to become hyper aware of that because your brain is intentionally perking you up to that to suss out whether it's actually dangerous or not. This is the determining phase where you say, that was iffy. What is it really? And then you determine whether 
you know, the survival brain determines whether you need to fight or flee or whether you're fine and you can go back into a calm state, the good stress. So in this state, you're not yet panicked, but you might be soon because we're ramping up to the next state called high stress is where you go. If it's like, yep, nope, that noise was terrible. We got to get out of here. Um, and so it's what's going to happen in your brain in this time is your cognitive brain, which is the part of your brain you are responsible for the part of your brain which has conscious awareness and thought and rational logic and thinking is going to begin to be hijacked a little bit. So as your survival brain begins to kind of take over and bring into like the most importance, it's going to bring into these sensory organs. It's really going to tune into the information coming in from the outside world through your sensory organs The sensory details is what we call this. All your sight, smell, sound, taste, touch, and feel. And the the survival brain is going to take over a little bit, tune you into those sensory details way more than whatever you were focusing on before. Because whatever you were focusing on was in the world. And he's like, your brain is like, whoa, I got to make sure we're alive though. Because it doesn't matter what my friend is talking about or what verse I'm reading or, well, the verse is debatable. But, you know, it doesn't matter what's in front of me. If something's about to hurt me, I need to make sure I'm protected. And so in moderate stress, your cognitive function, your thinking brain is going to get mushy. It's going to get a little bit hijacked by the survival brain. And we're going to see this play out more in high stress. But what I want you to remember out of that is when you start to get kind of on edge and hypervigilant in your life, and you can't focus on the task at hand, that is why. This is part of God's intelligent design. You are meant to go into a bit of a hypervigilance into whatever sensory thing in the outside world your brain is detecting as dangerous or potentially dangerous so that you can determine, i.e. automatic functioning, determining it for you, your survival brain can determine am I safe or not? And if you're safe, you go back to doing whatever you were doing and you have thought, oh yeah, that's what I was thinking about. That's what I was doing. Okay. I'm going to go back to that. But if you are starting to get stuck in this state of moderate stress or hypervigilance more often because of trauma and past pain, you're going to start to not be able to stay focused on the task at hand. And it's going to start to impact your life. So when this state is good is when you're in survival. And when it's not good, it's really going to impact your ability to function because it's starting to take over and take control of your life because your brain is controlling your entire life, your body and your movements and what you're focusing on. And if you are constantly triggered and just stuck in a hypervigilant state, it's kind of a fear state, a what if state you're not going to be present in your life. So this state is not quite a panic or anxiety attack. It is the ramp up to one. And if your brain decides that number one, whatever sensory detail it heard, tasted, touches, felt, saw, whatever, um, is in fact dangerous, it's going to flip you into high stress. High stress is what we call fight or flight actually fight, flight, freeze, 
We'll get into that tomorrow. We're going to talk about fight, flight, freeze. Sorry, next week, next Tuesday, we'll talk about the fight, flight, freeze deeper. Um, Today, I'm just going to refer to it as fight or flight. It's kind of that anxious response. If you're in moderate stress and it says that noise I heard is going to hurt me, we better get out of here. It will flip you into high stress, fight or flight to leave or fight the danger. It also can turn you or flip you into high stress if you're in this state of moderate stress for too long. So we see this more often if you are stuck in moderate stress because of trauma, because of emotional wounding, then if you start to live in that hypervigilant state long enough, eventually it just exacerbates the body and the brain's like, we better just get out of here. We, we got to go into survival mode full on to like get out of this state because this is hurting us because God did not design you to live there. And living in a stressed out state really wreaks havoc on your mind and body, physically, mentally, emotionally, and then wreaks havoc on your faith spiritually. So it is a survival mode that says, I don't know what's dangerous, but we got to get out of here now. So it either is because there is truly danger, physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual that the brain has detected and is doing its job to get you out of, or it's, you've just been hanging out in moderate stress for too long. And it's like, we got to do something different. This isn't working kind of flips on the mayday alarm. So this high stress fight or flight straight state is truly survival mode. This is the state of anxiety. This is the state of a trauma when it's triggered an anxiety or panic attack. We'll talk about this last one a little bit more later, but it can also be depression. We're going to get into that a little bit next week in the freeze response and then more in the later episodes on polyvagal theory. We're getting into some of the cool cutting edge science. If you don't like science, stick with me. I'm going to, I'm going to turn it layman's terms and applicable to your life. Um, And that'll be at the end of this series. So when you're in this state of high stress, physically, what you're going to feel is this like insane reaction in your mind and body designed to help you fight and beat the danger or to flee and properly get away from it. And God knew that when things are trying to harm you, they're in a pretty beast mode. They might even be in fight or flight themselves. So an animal attacking you, trying to kill you because it's hungry, um, or someone trying to attack you and assault you is someone who's going to have a lot of rage going on and is really going to do everything to overpower you. And for you to survive, God needed you to be able to have a Hulk mode. I call it Hulk mode because you turn into this like beast where you can do things that is normally not capable within your limits. You can run 80 miles an hour and outrun a tiger. You could beat a giant man and out. I don't know if you'd beat him to death, but you could beat a giant man and then run away if you're being mugged. You know, this state is really truly about you saving your own life. Now, I know it's hard. We're like, but we were called to turn the other cheek. My understanding of this is that when someone is physically harming you, I do believe that God has given you this state to protect yourself. So high stress is going to put you in this Hulk mode where you kind of turn into a beast and you can fight or flee danger and save your life. And you're going to experience hyperventilation. You're going to be very distracted by the world around you. You're going to be convinced the world is trying to destroy you. So from a panic attack perspective, that's what you're going to feel. 
When it's an irrational response, you're going to feel like something's out to get you, even though maybe nothing is. You're going to feel very distracted. You can't even think straight because your brain is just focused on fighting or fleeing, even though you're trying to stand up in front of a group of people and give a speech or whatever is scaring you in that moment. Um, Physiologically, inside of you, you're going to have a shortness of breath, tunnel vision, sweaty palms, upset stomach, loose bowels. You're going to have this huge shift that's going to shut down all your non-essential functions and turn on the essential functions to get you to fight or flee, which is ramp up your heart rate, ramp up your breathing, and put a ton of energy in your limbs to punch or run. So when you need to fight or flee, this is incredible. I mean, if you got to run away from someone, I'm not a runner. I'm like a very clunky walker. So if you need to run away from someone, I want to turbocharge this. I want to be in this Hulk mode because I'm not going to win running away from anyone. And so there's a very divine purpose in God putting you in this state because I need a massive amount of oxygen coming into my lungs in these quick, short breaths. And I need this insane heart rate to turbocharge me into like super speed exercise right now. And there's a lot of different stuff that goes on, but your non-essential functions are digestion, immune function, reproductive function. When you need to fight or flee to save your life, you don't need to digest food properly. You don't need to have babies. You don't need to fight cancer. You got to survive now. And so what it does is it shuts down those functions to put energy all of the energy you need to survive into your limbs and into your heart and into your lungs. And so when you need to survive, that's amazing. But obviously you can see when you are in a high stress fight or flight state and you don't need to survive, that's not so amazing. And so when you are in this state because of anxiety, all the way up to anxiety or panic attacks, trauma triggers, you are going to have a physical change in your body and it's going to start to affect your body because you're suddenly not having proper immune function. You're going to get sick all the time. So people who are stressed get sick a lot more because they're in these states where their immune system is shut down. You might have a lot of digestive issues. We talked about that last week, trauma and autoimmune and digestive issues because you're in this high stress state where you truly can't function and your digestion is shut down. And so you're not absorbing nutrients properly and you're not, you know, properly digesting in all functions. Your reproduction and reproductive system is going to be shut down. So if you are struggling with infertility, there are a number of causes, but this can contribute stress and high stress especially all the time is going to start to shut that down. You don't need to worry about reproducing if a lion's trying to chase you. But at the same time, we don't have, I mean, I live in Colorado, there are mountain lions, but they're not in the city chasing me. When I'm in high stress, I'm triggered with trauma. It's an irrational response in my brain, thinking that danger is happening when it's not. And now I don't have digestive function, immune function, reproductive function, I'm not trying to have a baby right now, but I am trying to beat some illness and it would be great if my body could just be calm. So when you're in high stress, you're going to be in this different physiological state 
that is going to wreak havoc on your body long term if you stay here which is why everyone in the world is saying we got to get less stressed we've got to reduce our stress we've got to get our lives calmer and we've got to find the peace of god so that we can start to rest because that's where healing happens and that is where restoration happens and that's where life and vitality comes from in you and also in reproducing so I kind of talked a little bit about this as we went through these, but there's God's design in these states, and then there's Satan's attacks. God designed this set of survival mode, these two stages in survival mode, to help you save your life, to sense danger and then fight it or flee it, and to make sure that you can really be around to serve him and to live the life he's gifted you with. And simultaneously, Satan is going to do the best he can to attack you. He wants to destroy you. And your mind is one of the quickest ways to destroy you because your brain runs everything. And if you're stressed, you can't think straight. You can't even digest properly. You know, it's going to wreak havoc on your life. And so Satan is, he knows exactly how God designed your brain and he knows how to mess with it. And I'm just going to go into a little bit of science here. And this is going to be what we'll talk about in later episodes more. But when you go through pain in your past, when there's pain and heartbreak and wounding and trauma, whether it's the little emotional upsets like that first guy who dumped you and, you know, I don't know, maybe that was a big emotional upset, but you know, when you're a kid and there's little emotional upsets in life or you didn't get what you wanted all the way up to life threatening and life altering situations where you might've almost died at the hands of nature or vehicles or another human, or maybe your life was altered. You lost loved ones so severely, or you lost an income and worried you were going to lose your home. That can create really deep wounds of trauma in the brain, the heart, and the body. And when this wound or these wounds exist inside of you, it impacts and changes your brain. There's a part of your brain that is solely responsible for determining whether you are safe or not. And what it's going to do is scan the world around you, take in all the information from those sensory organs, what you see, smell, test, touch, or feel, taste, and hear. And it's going to say, is this on the list of dangerous or is it fine? And if it's on the list of things that are dangerous, it's going to trip you into moderate or high stress. So things that automatically are kind of given to us from God as he wired our beings in the womb is, you know, if I stand at the edge of a cliff like the Grand Canyon, I'm going to be in a bit of a moderate stress. I have a fear of heights. It would be a very high stress situation. But if I stand at the edge of a cliff, that's a pretty risky situation. One wrong move, I could be dead. And so my brain is automatically going to have that on the list of dangerous But there's other things going on in life that are dangerous that you will experience. Like as you learn how to drive, you will begin to learn what is dangerous. You are going to learn that a painted yellow line on the road is to never be crossed. It's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt someone else. And it might land you in prison if you didn't die. So it's amazing how humans love to disobey the rules. And yet most of them follow a painted line on the road (laughs) because we learn early on that's dangerous. 
We're not going to risk that. And then there's times in life when heartache happens and hurt happens and trauma happens. And the brain is going to add things to the list that were involved in the pain, but may not have had anything to do with the cause of the pain. We'll get into this later, but when there's a hangup in the brain like this, oftentimes referred to as trauma, and when I say the word trauma, I'm not just talking about the big things. You can actually have this with the very little emotional hangups in life too. What's going on in your brain is that a memory is not a video that is one thing. A memory is a collection of these sensory details. A memory is every sight, meaning every color, every shade of color, every depth and texture and everything in 3D that brings it to life. Every sound, high, low, pitch, tone, incantation. Every touch or feel. Is it wind? Is it sun? Is it clothing? Hot, cold. Every smell. Good, bad. Every taste. Good, bad. You have this incredible array of details coming into your brain at every given moment of your life. And your brain is categorizing them, good or not good. And whether or not your brain determines if you're safe or not right now is whether or not those details make it to the the list of danger. I'm recording this podcast from my living room. And as I look in front of me, I can see my TV and the blinds are drawn, but there's a crack in the blinds and I have this like burnt orange hat and the sun is hitting it in this beautiful way. And it's just kind of glowing. There's like a strip of this orange. It's really glowing right now. And so my brain is categorizing that color as beautiful and good. But if a dog were to bite me right now and I was looking at that hat, not only would the dog bike get added to the list of danger in my brain, dogs would get listed as dangerous, podcasts, living rooms, sunlight, the color orange, orange hats when sun streams onto things. Literally every sensory detail in my surroundings right now that's getting absorbed and categorized by my brain would suddenly be listed as dangerous. Logically, I know that my hat didn't cause that. The dog caused it. However, my brain is going to do the best it can to keep me safe in this world. And in this case, the hat has nothing to do with it. But what if you heard a noise and you thought it had nothing to do with it? What if I heard a noise and then the dog bit me, but really that noise was the dog's paw crunching on something. If we were outside, right? The crunch of a paw on a leaf or something, you would want that noise to get categorized in your brain as dangerous so that you would know if there's a predator behind you about to attack. The brain is so smart and it also just has some generalized things that it does. And in this case, it's going to make generalized assumptions that anything in your environment when the dog bit you is bad and it's going to get added to that list as dangerous. And once these details, sights, smells, sounds, tastes, touches, or feels are on that list in your brain as dangerous, that is what trauma is. That is what a trigger is when your brain, this part of your brain. Now, let's say five years after the dog bite, you're doing life and you walk by someone wearing the color orange. It's not even a hat. It's just the color orange on their shirt. 
and you walk by them and you start to get super anxious, panicked. Maybe you're in moderate stress. Maybe you went straight through moderate stress into a high stress fight, flight, panic attack called a trauma trigger. You have no idea why you're suddenly freaking out, but you're like having an anxiety attack. You got to get out of there and you are just, maybe you just want to curl up in a ball and die. Maybe you want to run. Maybe you're like instantly, whatever your coping habit is for me, I'm like, I need to eat. I need fat and sugar. It's like my go-to binge eating when I get triggered. What your brain has just done is it said that thing was on the list of dangerous and your brain isn't really going to remember because of a dog. Was there a dog around? No, your brain's just going to remember that was on the list. You know, it's like a bouncer at a nightclub. They're like, look, ma'am, I don't care who, you know, you're not on the list. You don't get in or better yet. It's like God in heaven, right? Nope. I didn't know you. Right. It's like a black and white issue. This is listed as dangerous. So your brain's going to react just in case. What this means for your life is that every time you've gone through something that was so overwhelming that you felt helpless and like you couldn't move, you couldn't stay safe physically and you couldn't move through the emotions to release them and you were trapped and helpless and hopeless and all of that pain got bottled up inside of you. Your brain made a list of every sensory detail in your surroundings and that is on the list of dangerous in your brain right now. So every time you encounter those things, it's going to trigger these little reactions of moderate and high stress. They're not little reactions, little to big. And so if you struggle with anxiety, if you struggle with trauma, if you struggle with anxiety or panic attacks, or you just are constantly overwhelmed, it could be that the pains of your past are being triggered by things in your surrounding that don't make logical sense because a burnt orange hat and a dog bite don't add up in logic. But when you understand how the brain works, this makes perfect sense. If you knew the environment now, there is good news. First of all, always good news. Jesus heals things miraculously every day through obedience to him. God is melting trauma out of my life. I don't even have to know this science and know how to heal it. This trauma, he is just doing it for me through obedience to him. Prayer, worship, scripture, listening, obeying, humbling myself before the Lord, repenting and letting him heal me. If you want to hear more about that journey, dive into the God's Holiday bonus series, Yom Kippur, and especially Sukkot. I talk a lot about that. It's really cool. But also, there's mental health. So the cool thing about knowing the science of this is we also know what techniques or resources can help. So what I offer in my business is a set of techniques used in a generic form to prove to your brain that you're only triggered and this is just an irrational response. It proves to your brain that right now you're safe and you're actually not in danger. It proves to your brain that you are in the room you're in, in the year you're in, at the age you're at, and that you're actually fine. That thing was in the past. And when your brain realizes that, it shifts you out of the state of high stress or moderate stress into no stress, rest and digest, also known as peace. And when you want to not have such a big list of dangerous things in life, because you actually want to live and thrive as the woman God designed you to be and is calling you to be, 
That's where healing comes in one-on-one with a practitioner. What you can do is you can hire, specifically in this case, you want to hire a trauma coach. A trauma coach is someone who is trained in trauma, which is trained in the brain and the nervous system in this survival capacity. There are dozens of techniques or modalities to heal this. Some of the most well-known and ones that I like are EFT, emotional freedom techniques, also called tapping. It's the main thing I offer here. Um, It's what I'm certified in. I love it. I use it. It heals my trauma. I think it's incredible. A more well-known one that is part of therapy, at least in America, is EMDR, eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. And then there's another one called somatic experiencing, which is really powerful as well, which is basically from the founder of, uh, from the psychologist who's basically the founder of trauma, the first guy to really understand this in the eighties and really pool all this knowledge together. There are dozens of other techniques. If you work with a psychologist or a trauma specialist, they're going to know that. There's a link to my website below in the show notes, and that's going to have a page that has resources with practitioner directories. It says get help or get immediate help or something, and you can find practitioner directories on there. And what that's going to do is give you someone who's actually trained in helping you find the events in the past where you got your heart broken, or maybe your body was actually physically in danger. Those moments when you felt helpless and hopeless and really scared and overwhelmed and didn't have the resources to cope emotionally through that and or protect yourself physically. And those techniques and those practitioners are going to safely and gently walk you through those memories, finding what details are on that danger list and helping you clean them out and remove them so that you don't have these triggers. You don't have these traumas. It's also going to remove the negative emotions that you've been carrying around with it. And it, literally frees you from the pain of the past, which is absolutely incredible and such a gift from God. So this episode got really long, but I wanted to give you an understanding on this because when we look at bad stress, it can come from the outside world being too much. Maybe you're struggling with boundaries right now and there's too many things on your plate and that's an external stressor. Maybe there's people in your life who are kind of living their life on the edge and they're doing dangerous things and that's putting your life in danger. Maybe you have a teenager learning how to drive and you're like, this is dangerous. That could be true. That very well could be true. It could also be a trigger going on where your brain is getting hung up on the past, thinking that things are dangerous like this orange hat when it's not actually, this isn't the dog bite anymore. It's five years later. So High stress and moderate stress are these states from God to protect you from danger. They're to protect you from the attacks of the devil in this world through animals, through people, through nature, so that you can stay safe, stay protected, stay alive, stay less traumatized, and really thrive in the ways that he wants. You know, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven means he wants you to have a beautiful life on this side of heaven. There will be pain. He's not telling you there's not going to be pain. It's not going to be rainbows and butterflies until you get to heaven, but there can be good on this side of heaven with that pain. And there can be ways to heal that pain too. So he designed you with these bad states of stress so that you could stay alive and safe and well physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And simultaneously, Satan knew exactly what he was doing when he set things up just perfectly 
to traumatize you. And the more he keeps you from this information, the longer you stay suffering. So if you're still listening, thank you for sticking around. I did not intend for it to be this long, but this information is so crucial because when you understand this is a glitch from a hangup in my brain, there's this danger list and it's not bad. It's just this misunderstanding because of how God created me and how Satan knew how to distort and destroy that creation, right? This isn't your fault. This is a spiritual battle that is affecting your physical life and mental health is available to help you do that. So if you're interested in resources to help you heal, check out my website and go to the get help button at the top of the menu. You can look at practitioner directories there. If you're looking for resources in between sessions, like you already have a therapist or trauma coach, I have a membership where I pre-recorded videos and audios of me guiding these techniques that these practitioners use trauma coaching in a generic format, not to help you heal. You got to hire someone for that, but to prove to your brain that you're safe right now, that this was just a trigger and help you come out of that panic or anxiety attack out of that state of high stress or even moderate stress so that you can come back to the state of peace in your mind and body. Because even if you're doing therapy or trauma coaching and it's amazingly healing you, it's still usually only one hour a week. And what are you going to do six days and 23 hours in between when this stress triggers? So if you're curious about that, check out the membership below. There's a link down there. I would love to see you in there and there's a whole community so you can join me and we can chit chat about how to help you get less stress, turn off this bad stress, come back to the good stress, the rest and digest peace in your mind and body. So you can live and thrive as the beautiful woman God created you to be. I love you. I am praying for you. I hope you have a beautiful day. Take care. Thank you so much for listening today. If you liked this episode and are looking for some additional resources to help you turn off your stress, including overwhelm, anxiety, panic, and trauma triggers, check out my free mental health video linked in the show notes below. In it, I guide you through one of my favorite mental health techniques for turning off all of that stress in less than five minutes no matter where you are. Truly, you can turn off your stress in under five minutes in public and no one will ever know. It's that amazing. Download it from the link in the show notes below and let me carry you back to this state of peace in your mind and body. I'm praying for you. I love you. I hope you have a beautiful day. Take care.